Hey guys, Kathleen Carnally here. I am so excited to get back into the scriptures today. We're going to be in James chapter 2, starting in verse 14. And we're going to be talking about the importance of both faith and works together. So go grab your Bible, maybe a pencil, a pen, a notebook. I've got my uke and I'll open us up in song. More of you, less of me. That is all I want to be. Cause in the end, I shall stand before the throne at your commands. And Father, when you look at me, all I want you to see is more of you, less of me. And that is all I want to be. Cause in the end, I shall stand before the throne at your commands. Father, when you look at me, all I want you to see is more of you and less of me. More of you and less of me. God, that is our heart this morning, that we would know you and be more like you, Jesus. Fill us with your word by the power of your spirit. We give you all the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. So open your Bibles to James chapter 2, and we're going to pick up where we left off last week, starting in verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works? Can faith save him? So James is talking about a person that says they have faith, and yet they don't have a life of works that back that up. He's saying, what does that profit? But before we go any further, let's see what Jesus has to say about this. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 20. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith, unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. I highly suggest you reading this whole piece of scripture because Jesus makes it very clear the importance of works being accompanied with your faith and being a doer of the word, not just a hearer. You know, there's a reason that we see all throughout scripture when the gospel is preached, repent and believe, repent and believe. We see those two going hand in hand. And what are we called to repent from? To repent from sin. And what are we called to believe? The gospel, that Jesus took our sin upon his shoulders. He died willingly on a cross, gave his life as a ransom for all, rose again on the third day, ascended into heaven, is now seated at the right hand of the Father, and shall come again to judge the living and the dead. Repent and believe. You know, true repentance is two parts. It's a change of heart and a change of direction. And we're going to find out that belief follows the same pattern of true repentance with the two parts, faith and works. Let's continue reading in James chapter 2, starting in verse 15. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? We want to have an impact in this world for Christ, right? 
Well, it's so easy to fall into this way where we're willing to say that we're believing God's word for people and to pray that he will do a mighty work in their lives. And prayerfully, he will. But what the scripture is showing us is that God puts his word and his spirit inside of us so that we will do the work of the ministry, that we will be the hands and feet of Jesus here on earth, that we will be co-laborers with Christ. Our belief is not going to have much power or bring any change without works being aligned with our faith. It's the activation. It's what makes it alive and moving. Verse 17 says, Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Just like the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works. This is why we are called to walk in faith, to live out our faith. And just like faith without works are dead, works without faith are dead also. The Bible tells us that there is no pleasing God apart from faith. It is when we walk in faith, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, but we bring glory to our God. Titus chapter 2 verse 14 says, speaking about Jesus, it says, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Look over in chapter 3, verse 8. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. And then Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So we are called unto good works. And again, I'll point out that in no way is this saying that we are justified by our works. We must have both. It's when we separate the two that we have issues. On one side, making it all about works and thinking that we can attain heaven because of how good we are. And then on the other side, easy grace. And just because they believe they think it's a ticket to heaven, and yet they live in complete rebellion to God. Well, neither one of those things lead to life. Going back to James chapter 2, let's pick it up in verse 18. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Walking by faith, not by sight, in the works that God has created and called us to do is the outward manifestation of the living faith we have inside. We don't just say it, we do it. However, is it possible to do the opposite? That our works actually deny the very faith that we claim to have? Well, absolutely. We read about that in Titus chapter 1, verse 16. It says they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable, disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6 says, He that saith he abideth in Him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Just like we read before, Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. And in the same way, God knows us by ours. And even more than that, he sees the inside and the out all at the same time. So we can't rely on one without the other. 
We love to categorize and separate in our culture. We even do it in the church. We'll say they're the prayer warriors, they're the worshipers, they're the givers, they're the doers. And when we do that, we're sometimes taking ourselves off the hook for some of those other things. Now, the gifts and talents of God may be diverse, but we are all called to pray, to give, to study, to do, to tell. The Bible tells us all to do the work of an evangelist. These are the elements of our faith that make it a living faith. And they are necessary for all of us. And when we're not exercising these things in our lives, we can begin to grow weak and lifeless. And thank God that when we have faith and His Holy Spirit to lead us back into all truth, we can humble ourselves, pray, seek His face, turn from our ways. Remember, repent and believe. That message was for Jew and Gentile alike. It's for all of us. It is then that we hear from heaven and times of refreshing come. No more weak and lifeless, but we are overcomers in Christ Jesus when we are hearers and doers of the word. Like James says, I will show you my faith by my works. May we too walk out the same living faith, knowing that our labor is not in vain. Prepare to live like you've never lived before.